He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now. Happy birthday, a great president. Uh, we know uh, your mom's always with you. I'm Drew Berkwist, my friends. This is my show. It's Tuesday. That was Joe Biden calling Kamala Harris president again. He does that a lot. I honestly do. I wish it was the first time he'd done that. But it's not. Disco in the house. Lots to get to today. Man, we got more Biden clips. Sorry, we just do. The world we live in. DeSantis... I mean, the dude just, he first of all, Big D's a stud. We all know that. But he curb stomped the piss out of Charlie Crist last night in the debate. We'll show you some clips. We got power outages, as expected, as Trump and others warned in Europe. But is it just in Europe? We'll talk about that. Garland addressed China. It would seem that maybe some good things were done. But I don't know. We'll see. Plus, in booze and banter today, we'll be talking Justin Trudeau, who completely banned... The sale of oh, Canada. <laughs> Come south, my friends. You've got great hockey, but we've got guns. So I'm just saying, come south. Carrie Lake keeps rising. We'll show you a clip from her. High school, right here in town. Right here where I'm at. Elected a boy to be homecoming queen. In a town you would never, ever think of. We'll talk about that. Much more. We got some fun clips and kind of musical type clips today. It'll be a good time. But for now, let's get to question of the day, which is this. I had some today, so you kind of know where my answer is. Doesn't mean that I'm all for it, though, necessarily. The, the question is, do you like cold pizza? Or specifically, the card reads, are you a fan of cold pizza? Yes or no? Now, keep in mind, folks, as you send in this answer to this very important question, it doesn't mean that it is your preferred style of eating. And I'm not saying, do you like it more? I'm just saying, point blank, matter of fact, do you like cold pizza? Yes or no, while you send in your responses. Today's episode is brought to you by my good friends over at Mammoth Nation. Mammoth Nation is America's conservative discount marketplace with over 300 vendors and growing. Actually, excuse me, it's over 500 vendors now. You not only save on products from vetted pro-America companies, but you support conservative values and a strong America in the process. Mammoth Nation takes proceeds and contributes to conservative causes and candidates. So shop conservative and push back against the woke left in the process. Go to mammothnation.com and become a lifetime member today. You can save 30% on your membership by using promo code DREW. Okay, let's get into the answers. Hi to everyone coming in. Raya just says, not a cold pizza eater. Okay, fair enough. A lot of people don't. June, yes for breakfast. Josh, absolutely cold pizza, yes. Love it next day for breakfast, breakfast says Gene. Lindy Cat says, you know. Deb, no. Judy, no. Texas Panhandle Patriot coming in with yes. I expected that to be Texas' answer. F News says, no cold pizza for me. Kathy says, yes for breakfast. No, but I will eat it. Pizza's not my friend, friend, says Feathercatcher. Um, <clears throat> before yes, now equals no. Okay. Alaska girl, no. Not no. Nope. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Sorry. I got to get my, my intonation right here. Um, <clears throat> all right. So lots of, lots of answers coming in. Out of the fridge or just sitting there for a while, I'll eat it. Okay. Corn on the cob with warm butter. Just Jane's just shooting stuff out. <laughs> Throwing stuff out. She's going rogue, people. She's Peach cobbler. Um, it's, uh, you know, for me, it's uh, it like it's really hard to reheat pizza sometimes. Even if you try to put it in the oven it or is. whatever, like it's it's, never it's, the same. it's not the same. I've heard I've heard people where like you take a coffee coffee a coffee. A coffee mug, <laughs> a coffee mug full of water, like half halfway filled with water, stick it in there with the pizza, and then it should be exactly as it is. I've tried them all. I can't. Like, I, I'll go for the cold pizza. It also depends what kind of pizza it is too, because if it, you know, if it's too hard when it's cold, it's just like, is it worth it? I don't know. 
Yeah, there's but, there's levels of coldness. How many days has it been in the yep, fridge? Yep. All of that stuff yep. matters. I'm all for it. And like a lot of people here said, it's for breakfast. It's usually for breakfast. I Yeah, I, of course. Yeah, it's not like you have cold pizza for dinner. It's the next morning. Oh, yeah. And there's it's, times where you heat it up, and there's times where... I, look, this is where it is, right? We live in an impulsive society. You wake up. You're like, oh, man. Like, am I hungry? Am I not hungry? You open the fridge, and there it is. And it's well, staring at pizza. you. <laughs> An angelic song erupts from the heavens, and you say, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to eat that pizza. And I think it's pretty good. But see, but see, even for me, like, I could have pizza even when I'm not hungry. Like, you've been with me. You're like, want some pizza? Like, sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, pizza's just... Why not? <laughs> it's the great unifier. Um, it's the great unifier. I, I don't love crust as much when it's when it's cold pizza i like the, the cheese yeah, and the no, sauce it, part. It, it, um, it's hard it's hard because it, it's 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 like cement you're like ugh, trying to <laughs> trying to get a bite out of it right it's hard <sighs> like a dog gnawing on a case case down with it anything is good left over because i don't have to cook love cold pizza people suggesting their different ways of of reheating things um it's good stuff it's good stuff all right Keep keep the conversation going. Keep keep discussing cold pizza, not cold pizza. Um, it will always be a topic of conversation. There'll always be division on it. But let's get into some of the news because Joe got lost in his own backyard again. Here it is. I'm, I, yeah. I'm going this way. Wait, no, that's not the way. Oh. I mean, I, I, I feel like when I was watching this, when he turned and he was like, well, I think they told me to look for a white house, but that seems to, I need to look for a white horse. Is there a white horse somewhere? Yeah. You know? And the guy's like this way. Like, okay, we're going the white house. Okay. I was, I was wrong. I was right the first time. Like, I mean, cause I mean, Hey, you're going to get lost. Just look for the big white house. You can't miss it. You know what? We even have security around the grounds. You could ask them. Yeah. But no, yeah. he's still like, uh, well, as feather catcher said, where's the Easter bunny? I mean, like, let's just, let's just keep the Easter bunny out <laughs> year round. Um, uh, oh, oh, this way. <laughs> I mean, seriously, the secret service dudes are really more wranglers setting up a perimeter to keep him corralled and point him in the proper direction than they are a force protection or, you know, security detail. I, I would love to hear the conversations in, in the earbuds, you know, you know, between secret service, like boss, what's the plan when the president wanders off? I, I, I don't, I don't know what that conversation is. I imagine it's something like you, you get on there, you say silver alert, Give the last known direction that he's headed, and we'll get the Wranglers to come in and, and kind of like and what he's been wearing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no. It, to me, it's it's one of those things where, like, hey, you know what? Maybe there's been some presents we've wanted to sneak out or whatever. Like, whatever. You know, like it it, it it is what it is. But I feel like this would be the first real president where the fear of the Secret Service is like we could lose him. We could because, because we could have a he, legit he, silver he alert. His... He could wander yeah. off. And, and here's the great him. thing. He'd end up somewhere, you know, we'd definitely like a like a preschool playground or something like that. You know, just something that's target, you know, target and um, a target. Like an ice cream cart buying I, kids yeah. ice cream. Yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> something like that. He'd, he'd be there. But he wouldn't know that he's president. He would think that Kamal is president, that he's a senator. He, he'd, he'd, you know, it, it would be remarkable. They could really turn him into an interesting reality TV show. Not as president. Let's just let's just follow him doing other stuff. He'd be getting free ice cream, and he'd be like, "Wow, this is a great place. I didn't even have my wallet, and they're giving it to me free." Like, well, yes, Mr. President, because you're the president. <laughs> like, he's like looking over his shoulder. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, not only would they be like, "Oh, let's be generous as the president," or it's, "I know where he lives. I can call his people and be like, well, um, he bought like twelve kids ice cream.'" <laughs> yes, and my kids need to eat, and they'd be like, "We'll gladly play. We'll pay it. You know, it's yeah. fine." <laughs> It's great. It's it's not great, actually. But then in a, a last-ditch effort to scare people into voting, something that the Dems... Every, and look, again, everyone needs to get out and vote. But they, they, they need people in particular at the polls. 
uh, and they'll get him there. Not all of them will be alive, um, but they'll get him there. But he made the claim that Republicans are going to crash the economy. Here's that clip. Nothing that will create more chaos, more inflation, and more damage to the American economy than this. Think about it. Republicans are determined to hold the economy hostage, either given to their demands on Social Security and Medicare, which millions of Americans rely on and earned and paid for, or Republicans are going to crash the economy. <laughs> That's good. That's rich right there. But a couple takeaways from this. There's plenty we could probably dissect with this, but a couple takeaways from the clip that you just watched or just listened to. The first one is that the Democrats have, have made this photo op this whole setup and like his backdrop and everything seem like he's at like a rally or some kind of event somewhere. When in, in reality, he's speaking to his staffers in a DC office. So that's, that's, I mean like, Oh wait, this wasn't at a rally. No, I totally. Like that's, you know, I, I try after we're done, I try to turn off and say, I didn't even see this. You sent it to me and I'm like, Oh, like what rally is he at? You know? That's why you hear, you hear enthusiastic cheers, and it seems like he's in a packed building, and it's actually a pretty brilliant move, right, in terms of the optics, in, term, in terms of the communist propaganda, of, of something of which this, the, his handlers and this Democrat Party are quite good at, because it makes it seem like people are enthused and, and like, tuned in to, to, to what Jews, Joe's saying. Joe's not a Jew. Um, he's not. <laughs> he's not. He's 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 a a non-practicing Catholic who tells you he's well, all in. But but literally in actuality, those people were paid to be there. Yeah. Well, no, they were paid to be there. Good for them to not use the fake White House set like they were using when he got the jab. <laughs> True. And all that. Like, hey, you know what? You know, what? it'll look like we're actually out somewhere. Let's just put up a banner. <laughs> you know, like imagine if they got like their hands on like a turning point banner. They were at turning point. You know, <laughs> you know, like. It just, it, oh gosh. Well, he went. He went to the tried and true old talking point made famous by Tip O'Neill that Republicans, and this comes up every election cycle, that Republicans are going to take away your Social Security and Medicare. And when a communist has to rely on that, which they they frequently do, but when they have to rely on that talking point, the election is lost for the communists. At least if things were fair and equal. And there was no con- considerations of, of rigged elections, fraud, et cetera. They're done, right? Because the, only, the only other message these guys have got is the truth. You know, hey, we're converting America into a communist society. So they can't do that, right? They're never going to be that truthful and honest. So their choice is just to, to come back with all the fear mongering and all these total BS lies. And as I always say, I wish they would just come out and be truthful. It's not going to go well for them, but I wish that they would just because that's how the world's supposed to work. But they know that it's not a winning campaign strategy to be like, hey, we want to make you completely reliant upon us, big government. We want to take you from whatever class you're in and push you down one to two notches. And things are pretty much going to suck. They can't do that. So they got to lie about who they actually are. They've got to lie about who their political opponents actually are. <laughs> and then he continued on and he talked about inflation at his fake rally. Here was that. But we have a lower inflation rate than most any nation in the any other nation in the world. <laughs> no, no, we don't, Joe. So first of all, no. But that's the. Let's let's just let's let's go with Joe. Let's give him let's give him the benefit of the doubt here for a second, which no one should. But for the sake of conversation, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. That is the communist default position, right? When it comes to inflation. Prices are up here, things are not good. They're not good. But don't be a complainer. Don't you don't you fall into that trap, the woe is me trap and complain. Because it's worse in other countries. It's worse in other countries. The communists always have to blame the victim for their own circumstances. And at the same time, make them feel like a victim and blame their, their failings on an ethnic group. It's, it's just how they are. And they're, they're the masters at ruining something. And then the people who complain 
about what Democrats wrecked, which is there's an abundance of issues right now that we could talk about that fit in that category. The Democrats then accused them. They accuse, in this case, as it pertains to the economy and inflation, they accuse all of us of being ungrateful for, for what they have. They, they literally, if you, if you break it down, the Democrats, and particularly the Democrats of today, I'm not talking about the Democrats of John F. Kennedy and people like that. I'm talking about the Democrats of today. They, they rule their party members like an abusive spouse. I'm beating you for your own good. If you just listen and do what I say, I wouldn't have to hit you. You've brought this on yourself. I mean, that's literally, don't get me wrong. I love you. I love you. But you make me so angry sometimes that I've got no other choice but to do this. That, that's, that's how they rule their people. Right? It's an abusive spouse who just keeps promising that they won't hit you anymore. But they do. And if you live in one of these Democrat-controlled cities that's had a Democrat mayor for 50, 75, 100 years in some cases, why do you keep coming back? Why do you keep voting that way? It's remarkable. But he wasn't done speaking to his staffers at his fake rally. He decided that he'd chime in with his thoughts on energy, and this is a real doozy. Take a listen to what he said here. By bringing down the cost of everyday things they have to work their families through. It's not just food and energy, which is critical. We brought down the cost of energy. He, is it, what? He brought down the price of energy? I don't, I don't, I don't recall that actually being uh, the case. I do recall him canceling the Keystone XL pipeline on day one. Placed a moratorium on giving out drilling permits. The rambling man drove up the price of energy to the highest points that we've ever seen for a gallon of gas in the history of this great country. But when prices go down, as we always talk about, when prices go down, he's like, oh, hey, look what I did. I did it. The price came down. You're an idiot. You, you've taken things to 3, 4x where they were before. And then you claim a victory when things come down 20 cents. That's not really a big deal. It's not really a success story. Like, we're not going to have a documentary about that one day. We're going to have a documentary about how you sank this, this economy. Did a lot of effort. And, and you didn't on your own. Your handlers did. But how, how much you did to hurt this country. And he had to go to Saudi Arabia and humiliate himself, meeting with the crown prince. And the crown prince saying, hey, Joe, just try to do a quid pro quo because of the upcoming election. He, that he just did that. Like he, he's, he called him out for it, said, we're not, we're not going to listen to you. He got fist bumped when he was there. There was disrespect there. He gets called out saying, Joe asked for this quid pro quo, which, of course, nothing, as we talked about weeks ago, nothing's going to be done about. President Trump was impeached for something that, that was a allegedly similar conversation with Ukraine. No big deal here. But the crown prince, I mean, literally, he called him out, made you look like an inept piece of dog crap, sent you home with your tail between your legs, got humiliated. Again, there's, there's reports. I haven't heard the, the recording, and I don't know if it's legit or not, but there's reports now that there's some people over there talking to me on the scene saying how they much prefer dealing with President Trump. Again, this is not a President Trump show. This is a show about common sense and the good of America as a whole. But dear God. Can you blame them or any of our allies or foes? Well, no. I mean, even even when we talk about like Putin, I mean, you got to imagine at one point there had to have been where Putin's like, man, I mean, kind of miss Trump. <laughs> you know, like that guy knew how to talk and knew how to get you know knew how to get things done over there. Well, at least I mean, there was negotiation. Seeing it, yeah. I mean, Putin loves that Trump's gone because because he's taken well, advantage. I mean, look at what he's he doing. Wants. He can yeah. do whatever he wants. He's he's got I'm a. Saying, but, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like in like in his inner circle, he's like, man, you know, Trump was something different than what we have going on now over there. You know, like you know, yeah. there's got to be some kind of, you know, recognition there because of the moves that are being made. It's not, you know, it's not. I don't think it's a coincidence. They're like, well, look who we got now. You know. Yeah, it's. It's embarrassing. It's just embarrassing. Again, I don't care if you're a Republican or Democrat. I, 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 I do. Like, I, 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 
I want you to be a Republican. But at the end of the day, you got to do you. But I do just want everyone to get on the same page and be able to say, this isn't the answer. This guy who is sitting at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue behind the Resolute desk, the times that he's there and not at his house in Delaware, which is few and far between, he is not the answer. I just wish that we could do that. And yes, if people are saying he's on TV right now getting his COVID booster shot. <clears throat> boost. That's like his 700th booster. You got to get like 700 to, to stay current. And then you got to get 701 and 702 because it's clearly that's a good indicator that the vaccine and the boosters work. You just, just keep getting stuff shoved into you. Speaking of getting stuff shoved into you, let's talk about Ron DeSantis and Charlie Crist, Spe- specifically Charlie Crist there. But because we go from one of America's worst leaders, and I, I, in my opinion, the worst leader in the history of our country, to one of the best, and you had Big D, who was debating Charlie the Fan Man Chris last night, and evidently, Charlie is menopausal and needs to, to fan the, the fan that he had there to help kind of fan his hot flashes that he's got going on, <laughs> because he, I mean, literally... He reminds me of like a taller version of Adam Kinzinger, crying Adam. But he he was looking to land a solid blow on Ron. I love it when you can kind of see them trying too hard to do this too. But he's looking to land this blow on Ron. He took the swing. Took the swing and sadly for Charlie, left his chin exposed and just got his ass obliterated by DeSantis. Take a listen. Governor, you have 30 seconds. Charlie Chris has not only supported abortion up until the moment of birth, he even voted against the Infant Born Alive Act, which would have had medical care for an infant that survives an abortion attempt and is born alive. He's also somebody, uh, something of a little bit of a chameleon. I mean, he used to support a federal constitutional amendment that outlawed all abortion regardless of any type of exceptions. Now he's taken the other extreme position. The question is, is this an honest change of heart? Or is this a guy that's going to shift with whatever win he needs to to try to keep his political career alive? I think we all know the answer to that question. Boom. This is Ron's house, Charlie. It just is. You need to walk that weak shit out of here. Move along. Move along. And, he, and you can see his response. He, what, what, what can you even do to respond? He's like, damn it. I took a swing. I failed. He obliterated me. The crowd, as you can hear, is going nuts. He's, he's literally trying to figure out where his dignity went. Charlie's Mitt Romney with a tan. That's just who he is. But Ron wasn't done. The topic of abortion came up. And here's how Ron answered. Take a listen to this exchange. Oop, hang on. That one got corrupted. Okay. Let me, see if I get, let me see if I can get it again. Let's bring it back in. Lots of fanfare, though. If you look at all the different clips at, at this particular debate last night, lots of fanfare, lots of hooping and hollering. I know a couple people who were at the debate. They did their, their, their group picks and their selfies outside and had some fun. We're part of that, that chanting and cheering um, that you hear there. But this is, I mean, think about this. He, you know, he talks about him being a chameleon, DeSantis says of Charlie Crist. And he really is. I mean, he used to be a Republican. He went from Republican to independent. Now he's a communist. He can't make his mind up. And it's all just in an effort to save his flaccid political career. He, he, he's got no moral compass. He's not a man of character. He's just, he's, he's, he's every bit of a politician. That's what he is. And he'll sell out his constituents in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat, as long as he feels like the mainstream media is going to say nice things about him. He's literally like Liz Cheney. But with less facial hair, he's just, it's just, he's a, he's a, yeah. I hope this race isn't close. I fear that it'll be closer than it should be, but I hope, I hope it's not. I'm not concerned about winning. I feel good about that. Do we have the clip? Well, I think the last one that we played was the one that was on abortion. Cause this one, uh, well, let's play it. Let's see what it says. Cause I feel like it, I feel like it may have been switched around, switched around on X. Let's play it. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Ron, you talk about Joe Biden. Yeah, this is it. I understand. You think you're going to be running against him. I can see how you might get confused. But you're running for governor. You're running for governor. And I have a question for you. You're running for governor. Why don't you look in the eyes of the people of the state of Florida 
and say to them, if you're reelected, you will serve a full four-year term as governor. Yes or no? Yes or no, Ron? Will you serve a full four-year term if you're reelected governor of Florida? It's not a tough question. It's a fair question. He won't tell you. We did not agree on the candidates asking each other questions. Governor, it's your turn. Well, listen, I know that Charlie's interested in talking about 2024 and Joe Biden, but I just want to make things very, very clear. The only worn-out old donkey I'm looking to put out to pasture is Charlie Chris. Worn-out donkey. Yeah, we have those backwards. That's fine. We got the clips in. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. And he was, for, for, the, for the record there, you know, Ch- Charlie's thinking Ron's not answering his question. Ron's being respectful because they weren't supposed to ask each other questions. And then he asked, is it my time? Can I.e., can I speak? And that's how it went down. Matilda says, Oz has to win. He does. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine Fetterman and Joe Biden both being in elected office? And, you know, what's great about uh, DeSantis is he said a few times, and I don't know if he's seen it, said it recently, but, you know, in years past, he said, like, I'm not going anywhere. We need to make a change here. That's how we're going to make a bigger change is by doing it here locally. And so whether his he's changing his game and where he's focusing on down the road for president, but I think if he's running for governor, he's going to stay for governor because that's what he, he he's the guy. He sticks to his guns. He always does. He always has. And it's shown, you know. So we'll see. I, I can still I, I that he should he, we need him here, but I could still see a possible change there. He I mean, he didn't outright commit to it. But yeah, no, I mean, I agree with what you say. I at the end of the I'm day, I'm not saying he committed. I'm just saying I feel yeah. like he's he has said in the past, like, I'm not going anywhere. Florida's, you know, I'm, I'm here for Florida. Yeah. You know, and until he says I'm running for president, I would assume that that's where he's, you know, sticking. Because he's, but because he, he's shown us, hey, we're not going to deal with this. We're not going to, you know, like we're not going to believe the rhetoric. Like he stuck with his guns every time. So, yeah, no, he's 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 got a phenomenal track record. He's he's yeah. kicking ass. Uh, speaking of kicking ass, not in a good way. Once again, the party of tolerance lashed out in violence against a political rival. You had a Marco Rubio canvasser, you know, someone going door to door, who was beard beard. Beat nearly to death in South Florida by Democrats who told him MAGA Republicans weren't allowed in their neighborhood. So kind and welcoming. This is that's the party of love, right? He was wearing a red MAGA hat and Rubio for Senate T-shirt, and that and that alone was enough to incite the communist thugs to beat him within an inch of his life. You can see here. Here's a picture of him. And, of course, the mainstream media is not covering the story because it doesn't fit the narrative. The media believes the communists are good. And if you wear a hat or a T-shirt that's not reflective of the Communist Party, you are fair game for any violence that might come your way. There's no remorse. They don't feel bad whatsoever. That's just who they are. They love playing, you know, the victim-blaming game, victim-shaming when the victim is not a member of their party. So sick, Thank, thankfully he is alive and, and pray for a speedy recovery for him. You know, you go to knock on some doors, which, look, I'll be the first to tell you, I don't want you knocking on my door. Even if you're someone who's representing uh, someone that I'm going to vote for, you're representing something that I'm going to endorse or, or jump on board with, I just hate that. I hate door knockers. Just is what it is. I, I still vividly people remember who actually, people people who actually knock on doors are like the actual like old school like door like knockers that <laughs> people who actually knock on doors. Yeah. Um. Do you see? You don't really oh, see those anymore either. But um. You 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 don't. But just side note. I hope it doesn't derail us. But it's perfect. We do these fun facts with our kids every single week, so they can just you know whatever. Well, our fun fact for this week is before alarm clocks, there was people who were paid to wake people up so they wouldn't be late for work, and they were called. Knocker uppers. Hmm. That's that's totally one of those true. terms that's changed a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, like I, I read the board. I'm like, and that's what we're sticking with. Looking at my wife, <laughs> she's like, I'm like, okay. <laughs> See, and then one of your kids is going to respond. What do you want to be when you grow up? A knocker upper, and you're going to knock her up from the yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, going to be a church in Sunday school. I want to yeah. be a knocker upper. 
<laughs> but do you? Um, <clears throat> so Murder Granny's back, uh, and this time she shoved her satanic pork face in front of a camera to warn about election interference. Yep, you heard it right. She's talking about the midterm. She's also talking about the 2024 elections. And here's what spewed out of that filthy sewer of a mouth. Take a listen. Hello, Indivisibles. I'm here to highlight something that <laughs> is keeping me up at night. And I know this group really understands what I'm about to say. I know we're all focused on the 2022 midterm elections, and they are incredibly important. But we also have to look ahead, because you know what? Our opponents certainly are. Right-wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election. And they're not making a secret of it. The right-wing controlled Supreme Court may be poised to rule on giving state legislatures, yes, you heard me that correctly, state legislatures the power to overturn presidential elections. Just think, if that happens, the 2024 presidential election could be decided not by the popular vote or even by the anachronistic electoral college, but by state legislatures, many of them Republican controlled. But there's also good news in the face of this very real threat to democracy. Indivisible has launched Crush the Coup to make sure we're ready to defend democracy in 2024. They've put together a list of critical races in six key states and how you can get involved. Will you support Crush the Coup by donating to indivisible and state legislature candidates? Each of these races is highly competitive and your dollars could very well decide the winners and the winner of the next presidential election. This could not be more important or more urgent. <laughs> Jerry, your comment on Facebook's hilarious. Um, all right, but let's uh, let's unpack Murder Granny's grift here, okay? Because again, there's lots that can be unpacked, and her party and the 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 Democrat Party that's now the party of communism is always trying to create a movement that's going to catch on in an organic way or what they believe to be an organic way. The same way it happens with conservatives, but everything Democrats do is so contrived and group tested before it's launched, before they get it out there. Because there's, there's nothing organic that they come up with, the Democrats. It's all created by them through focus groups, and then they get everyone on board and everyone plays along with it. And she starts the video by saying, you know, greetings, fellow indivisibles. Indivisible is their focused group word that's meant to sound pro-America, pro-freedom, unity, all of those things, right? That reference, by the way, will never catch on. Because indivisible is, is just one of those words that's kind of hard. That's the website there. Yeah, we beat Trump. Now let's save democracy. <laughs> that's... Oh my gosh. But it's all, I mean, this whole thing, you can see that the, what, what was just on the screen there, it's a desperate marketing tool used by the communists to make them sound patriotic, to make them sound like indivisible, we're together, rah, rah, rah. But most people, not enough, most people can totally see th through that part of the grift, through what they're doing. She then goes on to say that mega forces are hard at work to hijack the election which is so rich coming from Hillary Clinton and a Democrat, which of course that's, that's what she's claiming. She's, she's been claiming elections were rigged and she was never really lost in 2016. She can talk about it, Democrats can talk about it. We can't, but they've got to collectively as a party, as a crazy ass communist movement, they've got to keep the drumbeat of war going toward the MAGA Republicans, which they've stepped up quite a lot in the last 12 months. They need an enemy. That's part of their, their world, and they've got one. And for some reason, and we, we, we know a lot of the reasons here. I'm, I'm speaking loose a bit. For some reason, Donald J. Trump scares the living piss out of them. 
Granny then switches her attacks to the Supreme Court. Once again, another talking point is that the Supreme Court is now the enemy of the communist. It's talk like hers that inspired a dude to fly across the country and want to murder Justice Kavanaugh and his family. Remember that? She goes on to say that states could overturn elections. And this is an important part of what she's saying. Hildo's laying the groundwork to get rid of the Electoral College, something that she and her colleagues have wanted for a long time. She even makes reference to an Electoral College by describing it as anachronistic. Which just means belonging or appropriate to an earlier period, especially so as to seem conspicuously old-fashioned. There it is. The baseline for getting rid of the Electoral College is that it's archaic. That's their tune. That's, that's their jam. That's what they're going with. And then finally, she mercifully ends the video by shamelessly asking for money to finance another one of her and Bill's ridiculous money grabs. That's Hillary Clinton. That is the perfect picture of who she is, of who this Democrat Party is. I mean, think of all the lies we've showed Joe Biden say today, talking about how he's helped the economy, and really inflation is not that bad. And we've improved the energy situation here. We've done this. We've done that. Republicans are going after this when they're not like all these people can do is lie. It is so important that everyone gets out and votes in less than two weeks here. Well, two weeks. Well, exactly. What the, what the crazy thing is, is they're going to come out, you know, because now they're saying it now, Oh, they're trying to steal the election. And when they lose, they're going to be like, see, they stole the election. Just like we've said. And it's just, it's placating to all the stuff that that's not going to be real. And it's it's just going to be so stupid. It's going to, it's like, and, and, hey, rewind the clock. When W won and Al Gore was like, recount, you know, we thought that was the most outlandish thing that was going on. Yeah. And now it's going to be like, nope, it was rigged. <clears throat> if only we could go back to, I mean, we can go back to saying even just, you know, not election related, but 2020, like, Oh, 2020 was such an awful year. Gosh, we'd all love to go back to 2020. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, there, there's so many instances like that. It's, it's ridiculous. All right, everyone smash that like button, whichever platform you're on. We're so grateful that you're here. We're so grateful that you are engaging on said platform with that particular community. Please hit that like button. If you're on Rumble, it's the plus sign. It's the boxing glove. Uh, if you're on the app, if you're on Facebook, you know how to do it. If you're on Twitter, you know how to do it. If you're on CloudHub, you know how to do it. You know how to do it, but please just do it. Make sure you are subscribed. And again, we'd love for you to get yourself a, uh, an account on Rumble if you don't have one, and then subscribe. You can go to rumble.com forward slash Drew Berquist. We've got a lot to cover still. Plenty to cover. And then we got booze and banter after the show over on Locals. Stick around. Lindell and my employees and I want to thank you for your continued support by bringing you the biggest bath sale ever. Get my six-piece towel sets for the lowest price ever, only $39.96. His and her bathrobes, 50% off. Bath mats for as low as $17.49. And I'm also excited to announce the original My Slippers are back in stock. And now they come in even more colors and wide sizes. They're made with the same great patented technology. And yes, you'll still save $90 a pair. So get the biggest savings ever on bath sheets, bath mats, washcloths, hand towels, bathrobes, slippers, and so much more. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and get deep discounts on all MyPillow bath products, including our six-piece towel sets. Regular $89.98, now only $39.96. Get all your shopping in while quantities last, so please order now.
All right, you, you guys remember the same people who laughed at Trump when he warned them not to be dependent on Russia for energy? Because those same people, those same people who laughed at him are now bracing for significant energy blackouts this winter. According to a report by D. Welt, I don't know if it's Die Welt, D. Welt, I don't know, I don't, whatever. Elite police forces at the federal level are also now drawing up such plans with it being announced that units across the country of Germany are having their numbers reinforced to deal with the fallout of any possible blackouts. Quote, we've massively increased our reserves again, said President of Federal Police Directorate 11. Germany's Unified Police Command, Olaf Linder, is reported as saying. Linder went on to specifically cite the possibility of blackouts occurring in Berlin as being one of the main threats that the police were preparing for, but seemed to suggest that such blackouts would occur in the event of some sort of Russian cyber attack rather than as a natural uh, result of politicians in Germany grossly mishandling their country's energy situation, which they have, and that is why they are there, and that is why much of Europe is where they are. But Germany is setting the table, basically, with this for climate lockdowns. Because, guys, as we talk about all the time, governments across the planet saw how successful the COVID lockdowns were. More than half of, of essentially, and obviously using rough numbers here, but more than half of the population across the globe willingly, willingly locked themselves in their houses and waited for the government to tell them that it was okay to go back outside. You can go play with your friends again. You can go to work again. Guys, and I tell you this all the time, it's not some novel concept, but it is true. Once you give the government that kind of power, you never get it back. You cannot give up your freedom. You cannot do it. Well, it's like uh, it's like when you're installing cabinets. You know, if you don't I'm get dying your to know where right, this analogy goes. Okay, if you don't if you don't get your measurements right, all right, and you start off and you're off by a little bit. By the time you get down the way, your your gap behind the wall is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. So now these people have allowed the the government in, and they've just skewed the way life is right now. Yeah. And now we're on that straight line. We're going to be so far away from where we were before, and it's going to be it's going to there's going to be a huge drastic change. You're going to have to demolish it all to bring it back to where it was. Okay. All right. It. That actually worked. That actually worked. <laughs> I. <laughs> All right, no, but, well, you guys be safe, be smart, <laughs> be free. I'm done. See ya. Uh, well, no, but it's, but I mean, exactly. I mean, you, you, you can't put that genie back in the bottle. Um, what's Christina doing these days, by the way? Is she not doing the voice anymore? I don't know. I, I don't She's watch not. I don't think she, I don't know. Who knows? See, so, yeah, we're, we're getting derailed. We just started B blocking. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Remember, remember, I think we talked about it in a booze and banter. She, uh, the last time that she was in the news, she did a concert. It was an all, all ages concert where she had a green, like dildo on, on stage. Remember it was like massive Remember? No, but, uh, sadly that's now imprinted in my mind yep. again. Thank you. Yeah. We showed um, a picture of it and everything like you, you're the one who sent me the, the article. <laughs> I am not disputing it. I just, I, I don't remember yesterday, let alone. Gotcha. Yeah. That was the last time she was in the news for us at least, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, do we do a where in the world is Christina Aguilera? <laughs> <laughs> I think we do. I think we definitely yeah. do. Um, but, you know, getting back to the story, move, you know, moving forward into the future, anything that's considered to be a crisis it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's your your state government, your federal government, the World Health Organization, whoever. The government is going to use that tactic again of trying to force people in, to, to be inside, to be beholden to them. And once the power goes out in Germany, the government's going to say, hey, it's too dangerous to be out on the streets. We're going to have to limit your movement, so please bear with us. Of course, they will make it sound like it is in the best interest of the people. And the German government knows that people will comply once these supposed potential lockdowns that we're just kind of predicting start. And so will other countries. Again, it's not going to just be Germany. You're getting law enforcement officers ready 
for an energy crisis. Do, put those things together. See where you come out. That, that's what it seems like to us. But here's the thing. You think, oh, man, I'm so glad I don't live in Germany. You think it's only overseas? You think it's just in Germany? Think again. Because it's not just Germany. It's not just Europe. The northeastern states here in the United States of America, that's where we live. If, if, you know, not everyone listening. I know we have people all over the world. But, but right here at home, the United States of America are preparing for a winter of sickness and death, to paraphrase the great uniter Joe Biden. Heating costs are starting to soar in the Northeast, and people are going to have a hard time heating their houses or apartments. And we're going on record here making a prediction that at least one city in the Northeast that's run by a Democrat, which is a lot in the Northeast, will have mandatory lockdowns and blame it on the energy crisis. And of course, locking down for an energy crisis won't do anything other than the it, it, it gives this this sense or this feeling, this outward expression that the government's trying to do something to help when, when they're, they're not. What were you going to say? Like, uh, I love this. This was from the, I, I was going through the article that you sent and I was, this was just an excerpt from it. And, you know, I love where it says some wholesalers in Connecticut are putting retailers on allocation, meaning they can only get limited amount of fuel based on availability. And then it goes on to say, these retailers must in turn ration their customers. So yeah. not only are they getting limited, now they're 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 being like, you know, in a way deputized. They'll be like, you can't buy that, sir. And I know, they, hey, you know, during the pandemic, everything was like only, you know, two things of toilet paper per family or whatever. But that didn't stop you from like getting it, going in your car, and then going back in and getting it again. You know, right. I mean, and to be clear, who- Disco saying getting it into your car, going in your car, not going number two in your car yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. like but but <laughs> unless you um, want to i mean you do things however you you know feel comfortable then, and then there was some stores that wouldn't even stop them even here in santa fe there was one time i was leaving sam's and there was a minivan filled with toilet paper like even in the front seat like he couldn't see out the passenger side window or the back it was just i'm like who's there was a sign you could only take one like like did he just keep this going in and out in and you know like come on so it's just it, that's just going to cause a huge rift in the communities with the businesses and all that stuff. It's just it's just a it's going to well, be awful. Well, here's the thing. Again, none of the energy stuff in America or abroad should have happened. There are solutions for all of it. Okay, like we shouldn't be in this situation. It's not like oh man, this situation sucks. I weren't. I wish we weren't here. It's we shouldn't be here. There were plenty of opportunities. We could have detoured here, gotten off here. This, that, and the other, and we would not actually be in this situation that we're in right now. But they're going to do it. They're going to use it as another test run for more lockdowns. And it's all leading to the eventuality of the inevitability of climate change lockdown, which is, of course, their big push right now. And, and all, honestly, COVID, COVID was used... And again, not saying COVID's not a real virus. It it is. It's man-made, but it's it, but it is a real virus. But like it 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 was all used in steps to get to this point, where you could have government get more control. How compliant? How willing are these people to do what we say? Oh, they're oh they're actually pretty good at. It. Okay, let's let's do this. Let's back off so we can be the heroes and the saviors, and then let's come back in with this. Let's stick our toe back in. Let's do one more little test. As we're doing that, let's talk about transitioning like they keep doing away from fossil fuels to green energy, electric vehicles, all of this stuff, all of which, again, has way more to do, completely has to do, in fact, with controlling the population, controlling movements, this, that, and the other, not actually affecting the climate. Because we know, and even people who study and are experts in those sciences and on climate change will tell you that the United States of America could do anything and everything to fix it, and it would do nothing on the, the grander scale to, to solve global supposed climate change problems. So this is all just, and it seems like it's like little pockets and it's like, Oh, maybe there's a line there, or a line there. No, no, no. There's lines everywhere. This is a fricking, you know, you got the red yarn on a wall for an investigation. Like we're going to go like all noir here. Like we need a dark, can we get, we need a noir set. We'll work on that. Um, but it's, that's what it's leading towards. 
and and it sounds crazy saying it. There we go. Um, I was gonna go into a bit there. I'm not gonna. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have a I don't have a saxophone solo queued up or anything. Right? And we but... need like a, a warm light somewhere. Um, <laughs> and then get you a fedora and just yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. No, but you know what's crazy is you know so uh, you know when my wife and I got to go on our little vacation, we took a cruise and we docked out or reported out in L.A. and we get in and it's it was actually cold and cloudy, but once we got beneath the clouds in the plane, <laughs> my wife's like, "What's all that white stuff in the sky? Like that's the smog. That's 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 the pollution." And she's like, "How come it's like that anywhere else?" I'm like. The saturation of people, how many people have vehicles, all that, like you just name it, it's all there. And she's just like, So this is why they're freaking out. I'm like, Yes, because it's localized to their area. They're, and, and no one here is willing to make a change, but they're going to force everyone else in America to make a change. And she was like, This is dumb. <laughs> I'm like, Yep. And she's like, We're never moving here. I'm like, No, it's nice <laughs> to visit. <laughs> like, we're not going to move here. But it was just like, we, we decided to sit outside to eat breakfast before we got on our cruise. <laughs> and she's like, I feel like I'm breathing in exhaust. I'm like, oh, you are. And more. <laughs> That's because you are. <laughs> it was just like, I, you know, it was just one of those things where you're sitting there going, gosh, like if they could implement the changes here. But the thing is, is there's so many, there's so many people. There's so many things already going on. It's like the ball is too big to stop. And they're trying to call a full halt. It's like, Very, big ball. It's- Very big ball. Very big. You know, and it's so it's just it's just frustrating because you're sitting there going, here's the minority ruling the majority. We say it all the time. Yeah. And it's like everyone here. It's like, you know, everywhere else is clear skies. I mean, come on. Chicago, New York. They don't even have that bad of smog. I've been there. It's not you know, and like those are bigger. You know, like seems like it would be more saturated area with the city and stuff. But it's like, what are they doing wrong over there on the West Coast? If anyone Everything. knows, please. Everything. Producer redbeachmedia.com. <laughs> <clears throat> So the FBI allegedly, and I hope they did, but allegedly conducted an operation that didn't involve spying on Americans, disappearing journalists, thinking of you, James Gordon, make stealing $89 million out of a bank, hassling pro-life supporters, creating enemies and lists of enemies out of parents who speak at school board meetings. They actually went and did an investigation on the Chinese, and here's what the commander of Biden's secret police had to say about the operation. I'm joined today by Deputy Attorney General Monaco, FBI Director Ray, and Assistant Attorney General Olson. Also here are Assistant United States Attorneys from the Eastern District of New York and the District of New Jersey. Over the past week, the Justice Department has taken several actions to disrupt criminal activity by individuals working on behalf of the government of the People's Republic of China. As always, the defendants in these cases are presumed innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Earlier today, in the Eastern District of New York, a complaint was unsealed charging two PRC intelligence officers with attempting to obstruct, influence, and impede a criminal prosecution of a PRC-based telecommunications company. The complaint alleges that in 2019, the defendants directed an employee at a U.S. government law enforcement agency to steal confidential information about the United States criminal prosecution of the company. The defendants believed that they had recruited the U.S. employee as an asset, but in fact, the individual they recruited was actually a double agent working on behalf of the FBI. As the complaint alleges, the defendants paid a bribe to the double agent to obtain non-public information, including files from the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Eastern District. They did so in the hope of obtaining the prosecution strategy memo confidential information regarding witnesses, trial evidence, and potential new charges to be brought against the company. The double agent provided the defendants with documents that appeared to present some of the information they sought. In fact, the documents were prepared by the U.S. government for the purpose of this investigation and did not reveal actual meetings, communications, or strategies. This was an egregious attempt by PRC intelligence officers to shield a PRC-based company from accountability and to undermine the integrity of our judicial system. Also earlier today, in the District of New Jersey, an indictment was unsealed charging four individuals, including three PRC intelligence officers, 
with conspiring to act in the United States as illegal agents on behalf of a foreign government. The indictment alleges that between 2008 and 2018, the defendants used the cover of a purported Chinese academic institute to target, co-opt, and direct individuals in the United States to further the PRC's intelligence mission. Those directives included attempts to procure technology and equipment from the United States and to have it shipped to China. They also included attempts to stop protected First Amendment activities, protests here in the United States, which would have been embarrassing to the Chinese government. Separately, in the Eastern District of New York, the Justice Department charged seven individuals who were working on behalf of the PRC with engaging in a multi-year campaign of threats and harassment to force a U.S. resident to return to China. Last Thursday, we arrested two of those defendants. Those activities were part of the PRC's global extra-legal effort known as Operation Fox Hunt. Its purpose is to locate and bring back to China alleged fugitives who have fled to foreign countries, including the United States. The PRC has a history of targeting political dissidents and critics of the government who have sought relief and refuge in other countries. The indictment alleges that the defendants working at the direction of the government of the PRC engaged in a campaign of harassment, threats, surveillance, and intimidation aimed at coercing the victim to return to China. We also alleged that the defendants threatened and harassed the victim's family members, both in the U.S. and in China. The PRC government forced the victim's nephew to travel from China to the United States to convey the PRC's threats to the victim's son. The defendants threatened the victim, saying that, quote, coming back and turning herself in is the only way out. They showed up at the home of the victim's son in New York. They filed frivolous lawsuits against the victim and his son and said it would be, quote, endless misery for the defendant and son to defend themselves. And they made clear that their harassment would not stop until the victim returned to China. As these cases demonstrate, the government of China sought to interfere with the rights and freedoms of individuals in the United States and to undermine our judicial system that protects those rights. So, long clip there. But according to what Merrick Garland says, it sounds like it's a successful operation, or it was a successful operation, if it's true. If it's true. Key word. That those two letters, I-F, if. We, I mean, we've been lied to so many times by the Democrat Party, and by some Republicans in the past as well, can we really trust anything? Uh, I'm, I'm saying this somewhat facetiously. Can we really trust anything they say? The story on face value sounds like it's, it's got a lot of great victories in there. But there's a lot of unanswered questions in there, too. For instance, we have no idea who any of these people are and who the supposed victims are. No idea who any of the supposed suspects are or where they are at this point. Were they locked up? Were they sent, you know, deported? Are they gone? Have they been out of the country? And we're just now filing charges against them. Like what? There's details matter here. I get it's it's an investigation. I get it's classified, all this kind of stuff. But this this particular press conference with this particular timing, two weeks on the nose from midterms as all of the earmarks of a political stunt by the Communist Party. And it seems, until they can show or demonstrate otherwise, again, in, in the past, you could kind of trust and say, like, okay, well, that sounds like it's good. Now it's like, ah, oh, but you, you're up to something. Until you can prove otherwise, we're going to just assume that you're up to something. And well, it would seem like, like uh, it's a public relations move. It's like, you know, lately we've really messed it up. We need, we need a W. Exactly. <laughs> I got it. I got it. <laughs> no, I'm exactly. I'm going to come out and give some information that's very vague, very open, make it seem like we've we've hit a home run. Don't worry, people, we're on it. <laughs> you know. Well, and and the thing is is 
is that's 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 what they're hoping for, and it's going to end right there. That that news conference when Merrick Garland walked off the stage, so too did the story, and so too did anything with it. There's going to be no follow up stories. The mainstream media is not going to put their feet to the fire and be like, hold hold up, can you give us some more details here? There's not going to be any investigations, news specials, any of that. It's just going to vanish. It's just their effort to, as you're saying, they're just it's their effort to placate the Democrat base into thinking the FBI is a nonpartisan organization. But we all know where it's been. We all know it's been weaponized and turned against the American people in a lot of ways. Again, good. there are still some good people working there. I mean that. I believe that. But it's used far too often as the regime's secret police, and it's not good. Not good at all. So... That was that. All right, folks, we've got plenty to cover still, but it's going to be over on Locals. It's DrewBerkwist.Locals.com. That's where we're headed for booze and banter. We're going to talk Carrie Lake. We're going to talk Justin Trudeau. We're going to talk male prom queens, homecoming queens, all sorts of stuff. We've got plenty to get into, so get yourself a drink. Get yourself an account at Locals. Head on over there. We'll be there. We're going to have some fun. We look forward to seeing you there. If you can't make it for whatever reason, we'll see you here on the main show tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern, all the major platforms except for YouTube because they hate America. Be safe. Be smart. Be free. Just heard Drew Berquist. Tune in weekdays on every major podcast provider or on DrewBerquist.com.